Welcome to the Building Great Lives podcast, a podcast about real life, real issues, and finding real answers to life's most difficult questions. And now your host, Trent Gillum. Greetings, everyone. Trent here. Welcome to episode number 27 of the podcast. I'm glad you've joined the Building Great Lives journey. Before we get started, as always, I'd like to say a huge thank you to our monthly ministry partners and, of course, you, the listener. You make this ministry possible. Now, I'm excited to have you on the Building Great Lives team here at the Building Great Lives podcast. It's our desire to help people from around the world grow, heal, discover, and fulfill their unique purpose. Thank you for sharing these episodes. We're praying these messages of hope reach every possible person in every possible nation. In today's episode, we're going to talk about something extremely important. We're going to talk about peace. What is peace? Is it even possible? And if so, how do we obtain it? This episode is extremely important. I've felt this very strongly in my spirit. I feel that the timing of God is right for this. We live in a difficult day. We live in a world, no matter where you're from, that there are many things happening, so much turmoil, so many questions. It seems like that so many people are searching for a peace and they do not know how to find it. And I want to help you today because I have found the source of peace And I believe that God's going to help you to discover the same thing. Many people are searching for peace. However, many of us have a misunderstanding of what peace really is. When we think of peace, often we think of peace as troubles fading away. We think of peace as a time of no war. We think of peace as a time of no trouble. However, peace isn't just the absence of trouble. Peace is something you can experience on the inside that regardless of what you're going through, regardless of what you are experiencing, regardless of what this world is experiencing, you can still have peace. Peace is not the absence of difficulty. Peace is the presence of of the Lord. The biblical word for peace means much more than the absence of war or the lack of individual struggle. The biblical word for peace is a blessing. It includes the terms quietness of soul, wholeness, completeness, and rest. Jesus warned his disciples that in this world they would face tribulation. That word tribulation means burdens, anguish, afflictions, troubles, pressures, distress of mind, distress of circumstances. Does that sound familiar? In this world, it was not just the days of the disciples, but in our current world, we are facing burdens and anguishes and afflictions all around. No matter what part of the world you're from, there are so many distresses in our lives. However, in the same verse where Jesus warned his disciples that they would face tribulations, Jesus revealed the source of true peace comes from him. In biblical times, there was a common greeting among Jewish people. One would say, what is your peace? The other would reply, my peace 
is from the Lord, for I trust wholly in him. In this greeting, we find the source of peace and how to have peace. What was the source of peace? My peace is from the Lord. How did they have this peace? They put their trust wholly in the Lord. Peace is one of our most valuable assets, and the way to obtain it is from the Lord and trusting him wholly. There are two types of peace. First, peace with God. Second, peace from God. Before you can truly experience peace, you have to have your relationship right with God. The Bible says in Colossians 1 and 20, and having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself. Romans 5 and 1, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 15, 13, now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. True peace comes with being filled with the Holy Ghost. That is the message that Peter preached on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. We receive peace with God through repentance, baptism in his name, and being filled with his Spirit. Our relationship with God must be right. One of the very keys to having peace in this world is having peace with God. And the second piece is a peace that comes from God. This is a supernatural peace. It's a peace that passes all understanding. It can be difficult to explain in words, but once you experience it, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. There's a peace that comes from God that is supernatural. Philippians 4 verse 7 said, And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things, those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. Peace shall keep you. Peace will keep your heart. Peace will keep your mind. Keep in Hebrew means to guard. It's expressed like a soldier sent to protect and stand watch. The peace of God stands guard over our hearts and mind. Peace passeth. Peace exceeds. Peace has more authority. Peace doesn't just exceed our understanding. 
It exceeds our fears. It exceeds our circumstances. It exceeds our struggles. Having peace from God exceeds the difficulty that you're facing right now. Jesus expressed this to his disciples. There was a time in Mark chapter number four that the disciples were facing a great storm. The word of the Lord says, and the same day when the evening was come, he said unto them, let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased. And there was a great calm. Bible says that there was a great storm. But when Jesus spoke peace, there was a great calm calm. There is a great calm coming to your life right now. When you have peace with God and when you have peace from God, there is a calmness that comes to you. No matter what you're dealing with, no matter the trial, no matter the tribulation, there is a calmness, a peace that can only come from God. I want you to notice the disciples were in a very turbulent time These are experienced fishermen, but yet they are now panicked because the storm is so great. Obviously, the storm was greater than what even the experienced fishermen were used to dealing with. The boat was now full of water, and they thought they were going to die. They reveal their panic because when they said to the Lord, Carest thou not that we perish? The word perish there does not mean just to die. I understand the Bible says it's appointed unto all men once to die. We are whether we like to talk about it or not, or think about it or not, there's coming a day that we're all going to pass away should the Lord tarry his return. But this word perish doesn't mean just to die. That's the natural process of life. This word means to be tormented unto death. The disciples are not just saying, Lord, don't you care that we're going to go through this natural process of passing away? No, they are looking at him saying, this storm around us is so great that it is tormenting us. And Jesus rises up and does not rebuke them, but he rebukes the storm. And there is a peace and a calm that comes. I want you to know, listener, And I feel this so strong in the Holy Ghost right now. There are some of you that are facing storms in your life and you're wondering, God, do you care? I'm being tormented, tormented in my spirit, tormented in my mind, tormented by fear, tormented by oppression, tormented by depressions and anxieties. I'm being tormented. God, do you not care? The way to receive peace from the torment is for God to speak peace into your life. It is a supernatural peace that passeth all of our understanding when we're in the greatest storms of our life. Jesus comes forth and speaks peace. 
be still. And the great storm becomes a great calm and the same thing can happen to you because our inner peace is not regulated by the things that are happening around us or even in us because our peace comes from the Lord and his peace passeth all. It is greater than. I'm so thankful for what I feel right now. I'm so thankful to know that our peace comes from the Lord. Jesus was so concerned with his disciples that even when he sat for the last supper in the upper room and he's going over the things that he wants to make sure that they have, that they know his time is short, the days are coming that he's going to be turned over and the days coming that he's going to die on the cross, the days coming that he'll be resurrected and then he'll only be here for a limited time and he's making sure his disciples are getting the last minute instruction. And he talks about going away. And I don't know if it was the look on their face or if it was something that Jesus felt coming from them because he knows them just like he knows how you feel. But while he's giving these last minute important instructions, he stops in the middle of the instructions and he says in John 14, 27, peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. In the midst of these most important conversations, Jesus stops and looks at them and says, I need to minister to your heart. Because you're looking at me going, I I don't want you to go away, Lord. I don't understand what's happening around us right now. And the Lord stops in this important time and says, peace, I'm going to give you my peace. Now, the peace of the Lord is powerful because peace comes from knowing. Peace comes from knowledge. The Lord had all knowledge, all understanding. He knew you can have peace now because everything's going to work out. Now, we don't have all knowledge, but when we receive knowledge of God's love for us and the knowledge that all things are working together for the good of us, we can have peace in our trouble because we know that all things are working for our good. That is a supernatural peace. That's how you have peace. It's the revelation of knowing that God is working things in our favor. That's why he said, I leave you my peace. He didn't say, I leave you someone else's peace, or I don't just leave you a human experience of peace, but I leave you a supernatural peace that comes not from feeling, but comes from from knowledge. Jesus said, my peace I leave with you. Jesus's peace isn't just based on circumstance or feeling. Jesus's peace is based on knowledge. It's his knowledge of how things end that gives us peace during our storm. This is why he could sleep in the storm, because he knew the outcome. Our peace is not just feeling-based. It's also knowledge-based. Our knowledge of how Jesus has provided in the past, 
our knowledge of his word, our knowledge of his promises, our knowledge of his provision. When our feelings get out of control, let knowledge bring peace. The Lord is working things in our favor. Acts chapter number 12 tells a very intriguing story, one that I admit that I don't know that I could do. Peter is in prison, and he's going to be executed the very next day. We know that others have been executed, so these threats are not idle. The Bible tells us that Peter was chained, bound between two soldiers, and an angel of the Lord came to deliver him while prayer was being made. And when the angel comes in, the Bible says something extremely interesting. The angel appears and has to wake him up. Peter, you're going to die in the morning, but you're asleep chained between two guards. How is this that the angel had to smote him on the side and tell him, rise up quickly? And the chains fell off and Peter walked out. How is Peter sleeping hours before he's going to die? I have to believe that Peter had enough peace to sleep because peace isn't just a feeling. No doubt Peter was just as human as we are, and the thought of dying in a few hours could not have been comforting. But Peter is asleep. Why? Because peace passeth feeling. Peace is knowledge. It's knowing God. I feel that so strong right now. It's the knowledge that God has everything in control. Maybe it was the fact that Peter remembered that the Lord told him, put away your sword, Peter. If you live by the sword, you'll die by the sword. And we never have another moment of scripture that says Peter was living by the sword. He was living by the word. And so when he's bound between two guards, In just a few hours, the sword will remove his head. Maybe it was the knowledge that he had obeyed God, put away his sword. And so he knew, I haven't lived by the sword, and I will not die by the sword. And so there he found peace in the knowledge of Jesus. And he slept between two guards. That is a supernatural peace that comes only through experiencing the things of God. A key to experiencing peace is found in Isaiah 26 and 3. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. The word stayed there means to lean upon or to rely upon, look to and focus on. This is the key to peace. Think on the things of God, to keep your mind on the things of God, to lean upon the Lord, to rely upon the Lord, to look to him for direction, to focus our attention on him. There are so many things fighting and warring against us, but we can have peace when our mind is stayed on the Lord. The Bible tells us a story in Mark chapter number five of a lady that had an issue of blood. And this issue of blood had plagued her for 12 long years. She had done everything that she knew to do. She had gone to doctors until the physician said there's no more medicines and she had no more money to spend. 
She had been paying the doctors out of her living, which means not of her savings, but of the money that it took for her to exist. And the doctor said, there's nothing more we can do. And she left the doctor's office that day with a choice, go home and suffer until I die or go to this man named Jesus. And the Bible says that she pressed through the crowd down on her hands and knees and reached up and touched the hem of his garment. And when she touched the hem of his garment, the Bible says that Jesus felt virtue flow from his body. And he stopped and he said, who touched me? And when he said, who touched me? All the disciples said, Lord, there's so many people around here pressing against you. And you ask who touched me? Oh, there's something different between the press and a touch. When she touched the hem of his garment, virtue flowed and she received healing. But I want you to notice something. When she told him all that had happened, she was afraid to reveal to him because she was not supposed to touch him. She was not supposed to touch anyone because of her sickness. In those days, it would make whomever she touched unclean, but she was desperate and she touched the Lord and power came from him and healed her body. But I want you to notice what Mark 5 and 34 said. He did not just heal her body, but the Bible says, and he said unto her, daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. He told her to go in peace. Now, I feel the Holy Ghost speaking to somebody right now, speaking that same word. I don't know what's been plaguing you. I don't know what you've been dealing with. I don't know what circumstance you've been going through. I don't know what fear you've been facing. I don't know what oppression has been attacking your mind. I don't know what depression has been plaguing you, but I know this. The Lord has a word that says it's time for you to be made whole, and it's time for you you to go in peace. It's time for you to experience the peace that comes from being right with God and the peace that comes from God in a supernatural way. Be made whole. Listener, be made whole right now by the power of the Holy Ghost. It's time for you to rise up from the circumstance that you are in right now and go in the supernatural peace of the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, as has become our tradition here at the Building Great Lives podcast. I want to pray for you, the listener. The word of the Lord tells us that the God of hope wants to fill us with joy and peace and with the power of the Holy Ghost. I pray right now that each and every one listening to this would rise up in the Holy Ghost, be filled with his power that they can experience true peace. Peace that passeth all. Peace that is greater than all of our tribulations, all of our struggles, all of our worries. Peace in the name of our Lord Jesus. Peace. Go in peace. Listener, it's time for you to experience a peace that's greater than the things that's been plaguing you. God wants you to experience that peace today. Thank you so very much for listening. In the meantime, please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend, maybe text them the link or share it on your social. If you have any questions regarding having peace with God, I want you to feel free to reach out and connect with me. You can find me on social at Trent Gillum, on Instagram at Rev Gillum. You can also reach the show at Building Great Lives Podcast at gmail.com. Now, I look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, let this be the first day that you walk in peace, delivered from the thing that's been plaguing you. Let's keep building. You've been listening to the Building Great Lives podcast, a member of the Real Life Church Network. Join us next time as we dig deeper into life's most challenging questions. 